The road we're on is paved in Garth. Come along on the journey. As we explore Garthology. Think of it more as a conversation. I like that. So if this is truly a conversation, then I say let the conversation begin. Hey guys, it's Deb. And I'm Pete. And I'm Jess. Welcome back to another episode of Garthology. This is Season 2, Episode 21. And in this episode, we'll be talking about some of our very favorite Garth Brooks and Trisha Yearwood duets. So, to give you a little background, for those of you that may not know anything about Garth Brooks and Trisha Yearwood, let me tell you. Kent Blasey introduced Garth and Trisha in 1987 while both were singing on demos. Their chemistry was crazy good right from the start and has only gotten better through the years. I am certain we will get an entire duet album from them eventually, but until then, we will focus on some of our favorite duets that they have already done. We appreciate you listening in with us again, so let's get right to it. We'll kick it off with Jess and song number one. Song number one is Where Your Road Leads. I believe in signs And I believe that mountains move One prayer at a time If I could be an angel I'd make your every wish come true But I am only human Just a woman Loving you Where your love leads I will follow When your heart leads Where Your Road Leads was my first pick of favorite duet songs. There's a few more that we couldn't get to on this episode, so I'm sure we'll tackle this subject again later, but we each wanted to cover a couple that were our favorites. And so Where Your Road Leads was, of course, the title track off of Trisha's 1998 album. It was written by Desmond Child and Victoria Shaw. And on these songs, I think we're not going to cover too much about the artist and the background because most of the songs that are on Garth albums, we're going to cover in depth on those albums. So for Garth, this album would have come just after Sevens and before In the Life of Chris Gaines, just to put it into kind of a timeline for everyone. This is one of those songs that just pulls me in every time I hear it from the opening notes on. The piano intro is just sublime, the way those first plaintive notes dribble out and then they kind of drop an octave and it pulls back the curtain on the, the opening vocals. And it's just, it was such a gorgeous arrangement. And I thought beautifully, beautifully done if anyone had done the song, but especially because it's Garth and Trisha. And I mean, they really can't do any wrong, can they? <laughs> no, no, they can't. <laughs> and the vocals, the line that says, I believe in miracles, I believe in signs, and I believe that mountains move one prayer at a time. I was sold from that point on. It's just, it was a beautiful lyric. It's beautifully sung. This song is just the ultimate anthem of dedication. It literally says, where your road leads, I will follow. That says so much when you look at it from one person singing it to another. To me, there's no better like 
wedding song, relationship song. The entire thing is just a promise from one person to another to go with them wherever life may take them. And I think that's just a beautiful thought and a beautiful promise. And it also, I think, because it says where your road leads, I will follow. I like that it flips and it's not just I'll follow you because it also says when your night grows dark and you can't find your tomorrow, you can follow me. So the reverse is true also. And just being on the journey with someone, whether you lead, whether you follow, that's your person. And I think that that's what the song in in whole is about. The harmonies, I don't want to say too much about because I feel like I've said that a million times and obviously they harmonize beautifully together. And you guys probably, when you give your thoughts on the song, are not going to get away without saying something about it too. But I did notice, I think Trisha's voice in this one particularly really soars in the latter third of the song, like where it says we can be each other's guiding light through this long and winding life. It goes up a little bit more um, than you hear in some of the other songs. Every live version of this that I've ever seen is mesmerizing to me. I know there's a certain amount of theatrics that go into performing a song when you're an entertainer, but watching them sing these lyrics to each other is pretty powerful stuff. And I feel like even back when their relationship was truly just based on a strong friendship, there was a sense of like, hey, buddy, when you're struggling, I'll be there because they'd risen through the 90s together and they'd watched each other's careers take off and experience fame together. And kind of just got each other on a creative level. And they always seem to have this sense of awe about each other and a respect for each other as people and artists. And there's a bond in that that I don't think anyone else would really get the way that they kind of just get with each other. And all of that shines through, I think, when you watch them perform this song together, which is a lot of fun for me personally. I think obviously a lot of people connect with that, but I can only speak for myself. And If they had never been afforded the chance to see what they could be together romantically, I have no doubt they would have remained close friends into old age. Because if you look at them back then, I think they just really had a great friendship. And this song really just embodies that and their bond to me. And uh, I never hear the end of this song without picturing the little nod that Garth gives to Trisha during the final, then you can follow me. And and I really just took like a friendship thing from that at the time. Like it really was just kind of like, yeah, we're in this, we're doing this music thing. Like it it was a cool connection, I think. Everything about this song is a yes for me, really. Like it doesn't, I don't have any negatives. I don't have anything I don't love about it. Lyrically, musically, I think it's great. It builds and builds and I love songs that do that. And it stood the test of time. It's one I still listen to and love every time I hear it. What are your thoughts on this one, Pete? Yeah, I got to be honest. I was not very familiar with the song at all before doing the research. Oh, she's going to disown you as a friend. <laughs> no, I'm I'm glad that you got to listen to one of my favorite songs more. I can't stop listening to it. It's that <laughs> right? good. Had I known the message behind this song when I got married, it may have changed one of the multiple songs that we danced to during our wedding, my wife and I, mm-hmm. uh, because of the story behind it. It is so good. And you and I have a lot of the same notes. One thing that I, and you touched on it a little bit through the the back third of the the song, mm-hmm. I struggled a little bit through the entire song to kind of hear more Garth. I, I kind of wanted to hear more mm-hmm. Garth. And one of the notes I made, you expect to hear it or you want to hear it. But when you have somebody who has such a strong, powerful voice like Trisha, you could like, that's what grabs you, right? 
And I, I kept leaning in, wanting to hear a little bit more. And then as you listen to it a couple more times, especially doing the research on it and like replaying it now, like I do all the time, he's there. You could definitely hear it. But what a fantastic song, a fantastic story. And man, it's so good. And the ending, the the I the nod, I don't I must not have saw what you saw or, or whatever. But at the end of it, like I made a note about it. When the instruments kind of quiet down and the two of them finish the song, I just melt. It's great. I, I love the song. Yeah. Love it. I think the nod that I'm talking about, it's not in the video, the official video version. It's in one of the live versions that they have done together over the years. But it's funny that you you talked about Garth kind of hanging back or hearing it less because if you watch that official video, which was just a live you know version of them performing it, he does kind of stand back and let her take those big moments. Like it's a lot of him watching her and kind of, yeah, in the background, you know? So I had never heard it that way, but you saying that it's, it's funny because you see it live, like what you hear in the song and that's cool. Yeah. It's such a good song. Like I, I, it wasn't on my playlist. Like it's favorited there now. Like I love it. It is so good. Oh, go play it for Steph. Go send it out to her. Exactly. Right. Just tag her on or something. Make all of her friends. Oh, what about you? What about you, Aunt Deb? What do you got? So I'm going to say this about all of these songs that we talk about tonight. However you are listening to these songs, I'm sure that they're great. But if you haven't done so yet, you need to listen to all of these duets with headphones on. Like, just try mm-hmm. it that way if you haven't done it already. These songs are amazing anyway, but if you listen to them with headphones on, Trisha singing the first words of this song, I get goosebumps every single time. Like her voice is just perfection. That, that, I, I can't, I'm almost speechless. And so now I don't want to listen to this song any other way than with <laughs> headphones on because it's just amazing. And you know, Garth recently mentioned on an Inside Studio G that Trisha has not yet been inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame. That's insane to me. I can't believe, like, I can't believe it. This album came out in 1998, and she should have immediately been inducted at that moment. (laughs) I don't know who's in charge of picking those people. That person needs to be relieved of their job duties because they don't know what they're doing. (laughs) Yeah, they're broken. It's absurd. It's absolutely a travesty that she is not a member yet. She's remarkable in this song and the music in it matches her note for note. Like she reaches it, the music reaches for it and it's just perfect. Every piece of it. I just am, I can't glow enough about this song. And you know, you mentioned Garth. The last note I had is, and Garth is just along for the ride. It really is. Like, you really do see it. It really is. (laughs) Yeah. All right, guys. I think that takes us into song number two. So we're going to turn it over to Pete and see what he picked for us. Yeah. My first duet from Mr. and Mrs. Yearwood is The Call. Supposed to call you. I know we both agree. That it it was over And I guess that it should be But I can't
the call was written by Garth Brooks, I believe, from the little info that I found on the song. Like I checked and checked. I couldn't find any other writing credits for this song. Yeah, there's not a lot out there. Like it mm-hmm. was very minimal. That also took me to to think like, how has this song never been released on an album? I know. It is so good. I first heard him sing the duet during Garth's residency at the wind, and I about cried. Um, as you all know, I don't cry, except for that one time in a past episode, but it, that was a mistake. It, it won't happen again, so <laughs> don't worry about that. I, I don't, but I almost did. If none of you have heard this song, I highly recommend that you go and watch the DVD of Garth Live at the Wind. Just skip right to it. When Trisha comes out, they sing the, the call, and then go back and watch it again and again and again like I did. <laughs> they really really tried with this song. They tried to cut it with a band multiple times, but they always ended up going back to just the two of them and an acoustic guitar. And quite honestly, like I don't know music like they know music, but I don't know that this song could have got any better than it is just the two of them at the win on that stage. You know, he hypes it up and and talks about it. They get ready to start singing it. And there's a lot to that DVD, of course, that I look forward to. I've probably seen it I don't, twice or three times. I don't know. But like, that's the <laughs> like I when she comes out on stage and, and they start to do it, there's a lot there that I enjoy. But I don't know that I enjoy any part of her being out on the stage other than when they do this song together. And then at that time, obviously not now, but at that time where she gives them the bag and, you know, gives them the cowboy hat, kind of like of what I think them, you know, saying, hey, we know where our lives are going. They're going to, you know, announce that they're going to come out of retirement. Those are my two favorite parts that I think of that entire time that she's on stage. Yeah. I definitely think that if they were to release this song, um, it could reach numbers like Shallow is going to reach for them. I think it's that good. And, you know, Garth says that the call is a throwback to a time when a duet felt more like a conversation. Garth and Trisha literally tell their entire love story in less than two minutes in this song. It's a very impressive accomplishment and the sign of a strong song quoted from an article out of the taste of country music that Garth had done during an interview. It's true. Like that story of that love between those two people told that quickly is really, really good. It it means everything that that article said. Uh, Garth also said with the wind performance and also in other interviews about the song, that he and Trisha lived this song in 2002 and 2003 before they decided to settle down and get married. He ended the interview with, thankfully, someone broke the rules and made the call. And I was like, that's like awesome, right? Because where would all of us be today if one of them didn't break the rule and make the call, right? Like, would there ever be no Trisha, no Garth, whatever, like together? I just couldn't. I can't imagine it. So, yeah. It's just a very powerful song. Thankfully, we have Mr. and Mrs. Yearwood, and I just love the song. What do you have on this one, Aunt Deb? For me, I love it, too. I specifically remember seeing it at the win, and it's amazing live. But what I wanted to focus on is the chorus of the song, which it's probably of any Garth, Garth, Trisha, whatever song. To me, it's probably the most gentle and most tender, and it's repetitive and it's simple, but I think that's why I love it so much. It's just the perfect chorus for this song. I just get stuck on it, and that's the part that goes through my head over and over and over again, and I love it. It's my favorite part of the whole song, 
And this song of all the songs makes me want a duet album. Yeah. Yeah. And this song, we can't get it anywhere. The only place that I've ever heard it or seen it is on the Win Live DVD. I want a duets album. I, I'm going to start a petition. <laughs> Garth and Trisha duets yeah. album. I, th- I think you have a second and third yeah, already absolutely. on there. 100%. <laughs> I'm absolutely going to do that. As a matter of fact, I even submitted a Ask Garth specifically about a duet album. Yeah. I want a duet album. Garth and Trisha, I want a duet album. Yeah, make it happen, guys. Hey, I got a question speaking of that. So there's a lot of duets between them, right? Where do you think the call ends up on the record? Like what number? Like we know that the 10th song on his album is obviously your special one. Like where would a song like the call end up? 10th. It would have to, right? Because it goes back to the beginning of yeah. of their journey together, right? It, like that's what I thought too. When I was going over it and talking about duet albums, I'm thinking to myself like it would have to go. No- but then how do you compare it with Shallow or with some of the other ones? Like, oh man. Well, but remember, so when I ask for a duet album, I want new songs. They've already released Shallow, and it's going to come out on Trisha's newest album. Yeah. They don't need to do Shallow yeah, they again. They can put the call on there yes. because we don't have a version of that really. Yeah, an album version. Yeah. But so no, yeah. I want new songs. I want the call last. And by the way, I also want a duet of Victim of the Game. Yes. You're needy. I am. We're, but we're going to do an episode about this, though. We've yes. talked about this. We're going we're gonna to do our duets request episode. Yes. So that <laughs> you can look forward to that in a future episode. We're absolutely going to. Okay. So moving on, we will go over to Jess and see what she thinks of the call. I love this song, too, but it breaks my heart because, you know, Garth talked about the time that it was written and the uncertainty between them. And I just don't like to think about that ever like you said like if it had never happened or you know it was kind of people knew maybe something tentatively you know but if it had just kind of faded away and they had never happened like what a sad world yeah i'm overly invested in them as a couple i recognize this like outside of my parents i don't think there's a couple out there that would rock my foundation of believing in the fact that some people are just meant to be together more than these two would if they ever separated So this song disturbs me a little bit, even though I do love it. It's brilliant and relatable. And I think most people probably at some point in their life have separated from someone that it was really difficult to separate from for whatever reason. You know, sometimes things feel like they should work and they just don't. And sometimes I think it's hard to know if you're doing the right thing, especially if you like in their case, if you love someone as a friend before and you're trying to separate that from something more that can be really tricky. But I think this is just a great song, too, if you're feeling down and you want to put on some good old wallowing music. You know how you have to do sometimes. Uh, sometimes you need to hear about someone else feeling as crappy and confused as you do and in the form of a sad song. And this song fits that bill to a T. It's, I feel like, would probably be in my playlist more and one I listen to more if I had an album version of it. <laughs> just yeah. saying. Just saying. <laughs> but but yeah, I really do love the song, even though it, the my first hearing of it kind of broke my heart a little bit. Yeah. And then the two of them, like the way that he plays the guitar and they're so close and then they separate on stage and then come right back to each other. It's like, just put it on an album already. Like, listen. <laughs> mm-hmm. <Just> <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for the call. Deb, what do you got for us on your first song? So my first Garth and Trisha duet is Squeeze Me In. 
keeping it tight. You got something going on at noon and night. But I got something here I think you're gonna like. Honey, can you squeeze me? was written by Delbert McClinton and Gary Nicholson. It was released as the third single from Garth's Scarecrow album in February 2002. This is a fun, flirty duet, and Garth and Trisha are really playful and cute. The storyline is these two busy people are trying to get squeezed into their significant other's busy schedule. It's bouncy. It has a great beat, which, you know, I love me some of those dance songs. And There seems to be like a little sexy time vibe lingering under the storyline, or am I just imagining that? (laughs) Like, I'm pretty sure there's some some little intonations in there. I think so too. So y'all know how I feel about Garth and his underlying sexy themes. They're always my favorites. What do you think? Do you think Squeeze Me In has some maybe underlying sexy time themes? Will you please stop talking like that? <laughs> <laughs> You're my aunt. I just stop already. <laughs> I think she puts those in there just for you. Just on purpose. Just like plays it up just a little bit. <laughs> I feel so awkward. Um, yes, I do think that there's a lot of undertone in there, like kind of a wink wink, you know. But and like you said, always fun. I love that in in just any music or you know but definitely when it's garth because he's just funny and when he does a little tongue-in-cheek you know when there's a little story outside the story there this song is definitely at the opposite end of the spectrum from the previous one so we've totally swung the other way it is very sassy and flirty and it gets you to move around musically it's you know just guitar and piano rocking all over the place and the drums tearing it up and all of it blends together and is just a blast to listen to and I really, I think my favorite part about this song is just the give and take, like the back and forth. It's a fun conversation between two people, especially if you're watching it live. Like it's just, it's very fun to watch, but you can hear it in the song without watching it. I remember playing the Scarecrow album for my dad back when it first came out and he loved this song. Still does actually. So it always kind of stays with me that I was like, oh, this is one that, that dad liked. I love hearing Trisha kind of growl a little bit here and there and get a little gritty like on the I know time is money line because she doesn't always do that. And as far as upbeat duets go, this is definitely the most playful one. I think a lot of their duets are more, you know, sedate than this. If you've seen them perform Trisha's song Powerful Thing, they did it as a duet at an award show years ago. I know it's kind of flirty and fun too but most of their duets tend more toward the serious or ballad type of song and I didn't go back and like look at every single one to but just off the top of my head there's only a couple of duets so maybe something to think about for the duets coming up in the duet album we're hoping Mm. for that are a little more upbeat Uh... and I think I love it because of that but I just love watching them perform they could perform the phone book together and I would love watching it so (laughs) All right, so what are your thoughts on this one, Pete? Yeah, squeeze me in. It is so much fun. The tempo can literally get a half-asleep giraffe on the dance floor. It is so much fun. 
I love the pitch change and the voices of this song. And like Jess had said, like the piano and, and the guitar, they literally will grab your ear and pull you closer to the speaker. And there's a little solo towards the end of it that is just like, it just has me playing like the air piano. And I have no clue how a piano works. I don't know. I just stamped a little feet, tap my finger, but it gets you going every time. It is a very fun, upbeat, you know, great duet. I could imagine had to have been a ton of fun for them to record with one another. You know, if you're kind of ever just sitting around, listen, like this song comes in, it makes you want to get up and go to the dance floor. It's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. So I have a question. Did you just say that it'll get a half a sleep giraffe onto a dance floor? That's what I said. Yeah, The tempo can get a half a sleep giraffe on a dance floor. (laughs) It's in my notes. Yeah. (laughs) Just wanted to make sure I heard that right. (laughs) Absolutely. All right. That wraps it up for each of our first picks for favorite Garth Brooks and Trisha Yearwood duets. Now, let's go over to Pete for shout-outs. Shout-outs. Yes, this week's shout-out goes to Gary Brown. Sir, we have not forgot about you. As a matter of fact, we love the idea of the duet episode. We went with it. This will also allow us to record more duet-related episodes in the future. We appreciate this show idea and look forward to more if you have them. You know where to reach us. Go ahead and send them over. Thanks, Gary. Thanks so much, Gary. Thanks for sharing with us, Gary. Be sure and check out our website for links to articles we've discussed on past episodes, as well as other bonus material. And remember to hit subscribe on our podcast on your podcast platform of choice. Do you listen to Garthology on Apple Podcasts? If so, stop by there now and give us a rating and write up a quick review to let us know how we're doing and to encourage others to listen. And be sure and share us on any Garth Brooks Facebook groups that you are in by posting about us or sharing one of our posts there. Help your friends in low places become Garthologists too. Yes, and speaking of friends in low places, you can find us at our social media sites. Facebook, we're at facebook.com backslash GarthologyCast. And if you are on Instagram and or Twitter, you can find us at GarthologyCast there. Please make sure that you like, tweet, retweet, share, whatever it is that you can for anything that we post. It definitely helps us get the word out and we appreciate the support and the interaction. Wow, we had a lot to say about these phenomenal songs. So I think we're going to split this discussion into two episodes. So be sure to join us for our next episode of Garthology, where we'll be finishing up this in-depth look at some of our favorite Garth and Trisha duets. That will be season two, episode 22, and will be available on your podcast platform of choice on August 27th. Until then, this has been season two, episode 21 of Garthology, and I'm Deb. I'm Pete. And I'm Jess, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye, y'all. Sleep giraffe. (laughs) 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 Now I just have, I'm picturing a giraffe dancing.